Hello everybody and welcome to the latest episode of the Anime Limited All the Anime Podcast. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 5, being recorded, for those of you who like to keep track, on the 6th of July 2017. I'm Jeremy Graves and joining me in the office studio this week is... Cat. Keith. And that's it. <laughs> uh, we are we are C-Squad. Oh, yes, wow. as established on the programme last week. You have C-Squad today. What happens when it's eventually... I mean, Keith aren't, like, here, we're off work, and it's just you, you can just do a one Just talking pocket. to yourself in a yeah. room. Kind of like early morning radio when there's, like, no one awake. <laughs> well, I'll probably just read out a news wire that I write. Oh, yeah. oh Jurassic it'll be, Yeah, it'll be, like, it'll be like, hey, welcome to the Jeremy News Hour, bringing you the smoothest news. Oh, yeah. Starting off with delays. Oh. I'll <laughs> oh. be over your runtime with that. I know, right? <laughs> Oh, Folks, okay. thank you very much for tuning in. In case you are new to us, this is the official Anime Limited podcast. Every week, unless it's like a convention or something, we get together, whoever is available, and we talk some anime stuff, talk some non-anime stuff, have a bit of a laugh, catch up on some news, and who knows what else. On this episode, the Random Topic Generator is back, which has submissions by you, the listeners. Let's see how that goes. Oh, no. Do you have them all in a hat? Like, do you they have are all in, 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 oh, in the trusty tin. They're in the tin, I do. You've seen them all, haven't you? I, I briefly looked at oh, all of them because no. I had to, but I, 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 I tried to only glance at them so I don't know too much. Okay. Because I kind of wanted it to be a surprise. Because mm. you don't want to know too much. Yeah. Right, there you go. Too much knowledge. If you want to get more information on Anime Limited, everybody, our website is alltheanime.com. There you can find all the info on upcoming releases, titles we have already released, as well as cinema screenings. And don't forget, Genocidal Organ, the third in the standalone Project Ito films, comes to cinemas here in the UK next week on the 12th of July for one day only. Book your tickets right now at genocidalorganmovie.co.uk. Check out the trailers on our Facebook page and our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash all the anime. And hey, if you're excited about seeing it, why not hit us up on Facebook and or Twitter and let us know where you're going to be catching it. Both of those channels being at all the anime. Watch it in its current form before it in inevitably gets uh, co-opted for a Tom Cruise live-action remake. Oh. <laughs> oh. You, can you can see it happening with Jack Simon Morgan, actually. Have you planning the cast for this now? No, no, it's just... It's a, I mean, <laughs> after, after I watched it, our uh, little preview screening, it was just like, this is blatantly the sort of film that would get picked yeah. on for a live-action uh, adaption with... Mm with Tom Cruise in because it's always Tom well, Cruise um, yeah because that one that was based on the mango what's his face one repeating day oh uh, Edge of Tomorrow yeah, which they was... try to rebrand as which would have been a far better film name Live Die Repeat yeah, on the uh, Blu-ray release mm. I still haven't seen that yet but I do remember it's so good I do remember that my friends tried to make me watch it just saying Jeremy you get to watch Tom Cruise die multiple times. Oh, he dies a lot. And he does a lot of Tom Cruise running, so... <laughs> and he doesn't like that. <laughs> you can imagine how we're all mimicking the arm movement but right now. You make sure your arms are right up, at, like, in line with your eyes. <laughs> He's like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think the best example is the fourth Mission Impossible. Oh, the, God, which one was I? I'm so far behind on the Mission Impossible films. It's the fourth one. They're, they're all pretty good, actually. I don't like Tom Cruise, but I it's like those films. It's the one where they're in Dubai, and he's just climbed up using suckers is up the side of a building. Ghost and then, Protocol? Yeah, I, I, and then there's a sandstorm I've, I've seen one and two. I haven't seen mm. anything after the so second you, film. You have a sandstorm, and then he's running through it, but you just see arms, because he's like shrouded, and mm. you see the flailing shadow. Of the That's ground. it. The next Mission Impossible film, its subtitle is Genocidal Organ. Oh, 
you know, that could actually work. That yeah. actually could work. That really could. Uh, well, oh, if, shit, any, if any big directors or such are listening Call to Hollywood them. now. Get yeah. them on the phone. Actually, Where's festival director Andrew Partridge from? I need him. If you discuss oh, the idea loudly enough, Japan they'll hear us. So, yeah. But uh, actually, that's a good point. We should make mention. For those of you wondering why there is no Andrew or Jessica this week, it is because they are on assignment at Japan Expo in Paris. On assignment. And if you're wondering why Kerry isn't here, it's because she's We don't speak us. of Kerry anymore. <laughs> She is from the before time. We're gonna have, it'll be like retracted. It'll just be like bleeped out. We'll just bleep every year. It's full. She's, she's a new swear word. No, full, full 1984. Sorry, Kerry. Just, yeah. Actually, will Kerry listen to these podcasts? No, come no. on. Well, if, you, if you do listen to them, Kerry, hi. She's there in a flat coat. I wish she's I was crying. still there. No, she doesn't cry. No, she doesn't. She's not she a cry. <laughs> yeah, I hope she never listens to this. I know, She'll I know. Us. Oh, I'm gonna get an angry text, aren't yeah. I? <laughs> this is what you don't know. She's already killed us. <gasps> oh, God. We're coming to you from the afterlife! <laughs> no, it figures Purgatory would be working for an anime distribution firm. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point, actually. Yeah. A couple of other bills to pay as it were. Upcoming events. We will be at the MCM Manchester Comic Con on the 29th to 30th of July. Hooray. Team Anime Limited will be there. We will be doing a panel there, I believe, over the weekend. I think it's going to be on the Saturday, but don't hold me to that because that is still to be confirmed. Then we will also be at Kitacon on the 25th to 27th of August. Where, where apparently I'm doing a 90 minute panel. Whoa. I know, right? Have you written all the content yet? Or? We will find out on whatever day it's on of August. <laughs> wow, that was great. Now, I, think, I think it's on the Saturday if I remember correctly, because I, I think it's during trading hours that I'm doing it. But hey, if you're going to KidsCon, come along, it'll be a laugh. And Keith, you're going to be doing your own panels there, a few of them, aren't you? Yeah, well. I've got a couple of panels I'm doing there. I'm doing a Room 101 panel, and I'm doing, oh, nice. and I'm doing an adult Panel. Oh, oh. <laughs> less said the better. Yeah, what what happens in the adult panel stays in the adult panel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, new releases, everybody. This week, that being third of July, depending when you're listening to this, Fairy Tale Part Sixteen is out on DVD. Yep, I believe that's now our seventh Fairy Tale release, Keith, because we started at Part Ten. Yes, that is correct. There you go. I, I had a moment there where I thought, oh, did I count that right? Yeah, I know. I'm just like, oh, God. Uh, yes, yes, that is definitely the one. So, uh, so yeah, we've managed to get a, a nice little collection building now. Yeah, currently working on the next block of fairy tale titles, actually. So <laughs> mm. prepare to be looking out for them over the next few months. Keep them coming. Indeed, indeed. Got to keep churning out that quality <laughs> fairy tale action. <laughs> Do you know what, to be fair, actually, it's actually a really good arc that we're doing. It's uh, that we're distributing at the moment. It's the Grand Magic Games arc. So it kind of amps up a bit. It's got a tournament vibe about it's it, but like lots of action. It's like the 2020 Olympics, really. Right. <laughs> nothing beats a tournament arc in a long-running anime. Oh, <laughs> right. That's pretty much all of Pokemon, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you hear? that? I'm totally off topic. This is just how the show's going to be for everybody. But apparently now, I think it's on iTunes, you can buy HD OG Pokemon. Whoa. I think you can buy... Like, HD the original... really do anything for... Uh... You can see Pikachu's face and... HD. You can see his cold, dead eyes. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's quite amusing though, because I think in Japan they're about to do like a special redrawing, like the first episode or something. Oh, into, the like, film. Yeah, the yeah, film kind of retelling yeah. the beginning of it, but they've done it all current but day style. Oh my god, that I know, will, I'm, I'm quite gonna, excited for yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, I am looking forward to Maybe seeing that. Maybe that mysterious mm. bird flying over at the end of the app, and then obviously. I want that bird to be taking a shit on someone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like Ash will be looking Smiling up and suddenly just get a face full of a Pokemon shite. Oh. Welcome to Generation 2, boy. 
Walks running over to like, analyse it. He's like, I'm, I'm not ready for this. Uh, <laughs> uh, where do we get to? Sorry, yeah, next week, new release, 10th of July. It is the DVD version of Attack on Titan Junior High. Blu-ray version is available already. Blu-ray collector's version. Correct, mm-hmm. indeed. Moving on to the 31st of July, we have got Psychopath the Movie, standard edition Blu-ray version. Snow White with the Red Hair Part 2 on Blu-ray, Daimadala Prince vs. Penguin Empire, and Barakamon as a Blu-ray plus DVD combo pack. A quick note, because I know a few of you are going to be wondering this now, we didn't mention Charlotte Part 2 on there. Unfortunately, that has had to go back. Some things have come up, but we want to make sure everything is all sorted before we get it out to you guys. No new date at the moment, but tentatively we are saying before the end of August, right Keith? Yes, yes we are. We're apologies for the delay on that, but... Uh... Yeah, unexpected production issues, which has necessitated uh, putting some more work in to get things up to scratch. So apologies for the delay, and we're working on getting this out to you as soon as physically possible. We know that a lot of you enjoyed part one and we're looking forward to part two, so we're gonna get it there as soon as we can. So stay tuned to our website, stay tuned to our social media channels, heck, stay tuned to the podcast. And when there's an update, we will let you know. Moving on to the 7th of August, it will be the standard DVD version of the Anthem of the Heart. Then the 14th of August, it's Heavy Object Part 2 on Blu-ray and Escaflone the Movie on Blu-ray on its own because it was originally released as part of the Ultimate Edition set late last year, but that's now getting its own individual Blu-ray release. And if you want the movie on DVD, we have released a complete collection of Escaflone as a big DVD set that includes both the series and the movie too. Which you can get now. Oh, where can you get it, Keith? Alltheanime.com. Did you say alltheanime.com? I may have said alltheanime.com. This is where you turned to the camera and then there was canned laughter. (laughs) 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 I said canned laughter, not machine gun. Before I died, was we should get, we should get like the, the mini door and stuff. You know, they have the little door and everything for it. Just lots of sound. Okay, Keith. Yeah, just died. Oh. Don't. It's a really good impression of a guy that's choking. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, some might call it. An, some, some might call it an accurate impression. Oh, dear. <laughs> so yeah, those are the new releases coming up, folks. We've got more info coming soon on titles coming out in August. Uh, we mentioned before that there are some titles TBC we're going to have a date confirmed soon and they'll be getting confirmed to you probably within the next few weeks it's fair to say Keith some of those starting to get confirmed yep should be yep awesome source so a little bit of additional news for you relating to alltheanime.com specifically alltheanime.com exactly alltheanime.com we have got an FAQ page there which I sort of update relating to shop orders and whatnot. but I've also now added a new section to that specifically focusing on questions about particular titles that we have as well because sometimes we get a lot of recurring questions and I just figured, you know what? We've got a really good outlet there. Let's use it to our advantage. So updated that section a little bit, including the information on where things stand with fairy tale releases. That being in relation to the questions about there being the Blu-ray releases maybe or even the collection sets. So if you want the sort of where things stand answer with that, that is where you will find that from now on. Uh, additionally, we've also added a new section to our web shop. Now, to, to add context before I elaborate properly, with our limited edition, with our limited collector's edition sets, they are a one-time print run. They are a one and done. Once they are done, they do not get reprinted. That is the way we roll here. And then down the line, there will be a standard edition release. But we know some of you don't necessarily buy them straight away, or you think, ah, I'll, I'll pick that up down the line. But then there hasn't necessarily been 
a way for, for us to give a foolproof, accurate indication, that's the word I was thinking of, of maybe when a title is going out of print. So what, what I did, I had a little think about how we could do it, and I basically just added a specific section to the web shop highlighting titles that are going to be going out of print soon because the stock is starting to run low. So if you go to alltheanime.com, click on Browse Our Catalog, scroll down a little bit, you will find a section dedicated to titles that are going to be going out of print soon or that are nearly out of print. All the titles that are in that category will be housed in there. There will also be a note in the actual listing itself. And then once they're, once they're gone, they are gone. Simple as that. But it's a way for us to be able to keep that updated for you. And I'm probably going to aim to update that about once a week or so. Keith and I are going to have a little meeting about that each week so we can make sure that it's kept up to date for you guys. Yes. Yes, we will. <laughs> Just wanted to make note of it because it's an interesting thing that people do bring up. And in that there isn't really a foolproof way to keep track of stock limits as it were mm. for something like that because our titles aren't mo well ex excluding the Gundam trilogy in the Full Metal Panic Blu-ray box all of our titles are generally available in retail so we can't necessarily tell when a retailer is ordering more stock from our production house we can't tell when that may be rapidly decreasing so we kind of have got a little thing now where when it gets to a certain point on the counter right that's we're sort of now flashing alarms that this is getting low. Yeah, because you can have situations where something's looking reasonably healthy, then you might have a big retailer like Amazon uh, suddenly gets a glut of orders or they might have an offer on, on one of the titles yeah. and then suddenly bang, and it's like, oh, holy hell. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so so that's, that's how we're going to try and keep tabs of that for you from now on. So let's get into a little bit of news, as it were, just sort of general chatter, news-related things. Uh, Anime Expo happened this past weekend. It sounded like it sounded like it was quite the event. I think they broke their attendance record. They've already they're already taking pre-registrations for next year. Really, I believe, yeah. Jeez. So uh, there's so much stuff going on. There were tons of announcements across all the distributors. Obviously, Andrew and Jessica were there, so I'm sure we will probably get a little mini report on what they found and maybe any trends that they noticed there next week. Probably all the most fabulous bars in LA. <laughs> right, yeah. Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I know one night they went bowling because I saw like a team photo of them with a bunch oh, of people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, then they sent us a message saying, you guys better not be bowling. Back to work. <laughs> no, we're playing volleyball. Come on. Volleyball. Game. <laughs> Got sand in the office. Yeah, I've been shaking that out of my crevices for weeks now. <laughs> It's like your fault you lost. <laughs> oh. So but we're not sort of going to touch a lot on the Anime Expo news, as it were, because let's, be, let's just be fair, it doesn't relate to us specifically. But as fans, there were a couple of things that excited us. Keith, I know that you were excited about the new Fully Cooly trailer that hit. I got through several sets of trousers watching that trailer. <laughs> Oh, it was really just a short trailer. Oh, it was it was so good to see Haruko again. I am mm. so looking forward to this, and seeing that the pillows will be doing the soundtrack again, I am ridiculously excited. It's not the <laughs> I'm such a turbo. I'm such a turbo fan of the original show, and I'm yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking mm. forward to it. I hate to put you on the spot with this, but for anyone who's maybe not seen it before, if you have to try and give like an elevator pitch or something for Fooly Cooly, is there a way you would describe it? Or is there a way you can describe it? Is that probably the better question to ask? Oh, well, the original uh, Fury Kuri, yet again, another in Gainax's uh, long range of uh, stories about a uh, young youth who, on the cusp of manhood, becoming a man, and how he grows into that, as all their stories are. But the <laughs> it's a bit more madcap than their usual. It's it's a it's a short it's a short series, six episodes. 
each episode in its own right is great. You will be watching the first the first five episodes that well you know, the you know the majority of the show. You'll be like, this is great, but what the hell is going on? And then in that <laughs> sixth episode, everything just suddenly slots together, and it's just like, nice. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's not really a much no, help, but yeah, no, because no, we know that we get some people who maybe haven't checked it out before. So, oh, it's just the, the style, the animation, the I mean, the, it's it's one of the shows that I'm happy to watch either dubbed or subbed because the the voice casting on both is brilliant. I yeah, it's it's just a quality production through and through. Mm. And for anyone interested in checking it out, I believe it was MVM that released it over here. Wasn't yes, it? Yeah, on both yeah. DVD and Blu-ray, so you can get that right now from them. And uh, Kat, I'm, I'm just going to th- bring you into the conversation here, because I know that we, we know, and long-time listeners will know, you're a giant Card Captors fan. <laughs> so I thought I'd just ask, have you read anything about the big premiere that was there? No, I haven't. So you're just it's, keeping all spoiler-free in a way? spoiler-free. I will catch up soon. I've just been so busy. Mm, but are so you excited, though? I'm excited. Always excited about Card Captors Sakura. So, but I do have a lot to catch up on in regards to anything to do mm. with like Anime Expo and got to Sakura and stuff, so yeah, just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was just a lot of news coming out of there, but um, yeah. but there's actually another bit of news which kind of broke a few minutes before we came into recording, and by a few minutes I mean I saw it appear on my Twitter feed <laughs> a right. few minutes ago. Oh. So uh, apparently the Bleach live action movie is going to be released in Japan next year. Oh, good grief! So that is a thing. I didn't realize that was a thing. <laughs> So thoughts on the idea of a Bleach live-action movie? At first glance, my opinion is if they focus maybe on... I mean, this is assuming they're going to do it from the beginning, kind of like most things would start. If they focus on like that first arc or maybe that Soul Society part, depending how far they go, it, potentially it could look amazing. At the same well, time... Yeah, yeah, going, going back to something Andrew said in one of the previous podcasts, it's... Any Japanese live-action film production that involves heavy use of their style of CGI mm-hmm. can be a hit or miss affair. Mm. Quite often miss, let's mm. be honest. So it'll all depend on that, really. Mm. That said, the the uh, beasties in uh, Bleach have always been a bit out there, so that you know that might fit. To mm. be quite honest, so. And in general, just the whole idea of Soul Society, it could just look really good and really, really solid. God, just think about some of the freakier characters in that. I'm not sure I'd want to see some of them like that. <laughs> I have nightmares. You know, I really want to go back and watch the early days of Bleach. I've not watched it in so long. Those first three seasons were fantastic. Oh. With like Ichigo getting his powers, then getting taken into, into Soul Society, and then like the whole big thing around Rukia and stuff. It was yeah. such good viewing. Those are, those were good times. They were mm. the best of times. They were the blurst of times. I hope, I hope the Blu-rays eventually come out over here because in America they're doing Blu-rays of them. And I don't know if there's any plans for them to come out here or not, but if they release those first couple of seasons, I'm in. I will lap those up in a few seconds. Yeah, I think, I think I'd probably be all over that, actually. Mm. That, that would appeal. I've my on my rapidly diminishing shelf space. <laughs> <laughs> just going to have to buy another flat just for keeping on. Oh, no, I've got space for a few more bookshelves, yeah. You've got the ceiling, you know. Actually, the spare room, well, there's plenty of wall space in there I can use. You've got a spare room? Yeah, you've been round our gaff, you know that. They haven't. Bit of everyone listening. <laughs> Just invite everyone around. No, no, no. Right, everyone, round Keith's house. Oh, no. The address is... No. 
It's fine. <laughs> I know where you live. Cam. The address is <laughs> the address is P O. Do not come in here. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's it. Send everyone to Portsmouth. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so um, elsewhere, just sort of just some general chatter and whatnot. Anything we've been watching at all? Just in general, be it new, old, um, in the middle. Uh, I watched some Haikyuu the other day. Oh yeah. yeah. What do you think? Wait, is that the the that's the volleyball that's the volleyball one. Oh yeah that's fine yeah, I, I got that mixed up with the other one the one with the butts what Keijo Keijo oh right my head got mixed up I'm sorry but, yeah, all you no, see I is butts just... though cat isn't yeah. it <laughs> cat vision it's just butts just talking to you it's just the butt talking just to me butt. <laughs> like that the episode of South Park oh no that's gross so, so, so what brought you into watching uh, Haikyuu just out of interest uh, well I've watched through uh Yuri on Ice with the wife, and she's like, well, if you like that, you might also like this that I've got into, and she showed me a few episodes of Haikyuu, and she was right. I was not I was enjoying that very much before I had to stop watching to get on with something else, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and for anyone interested, it's actually already been released over here by Animatsu, I believe. Um, I believe they've released it on Blu-ray and DVD. Don't hold me to that in case I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Haikyuu's been released. Yeah, it has, I, re I remember... When I was uh, helping out on Gorinda's stand a few shows ago, mm. Gundam Mad guys. Yeah, he he had it on there. So yeah, mm. yeah, it's it's definitely yeah. out there. Uh, in terms of a few things I've been watching, I, I sort of been meaning to mention this for a few weeks now, but uh, binge watch all of Attack on Titan season two in about a day and a half, nice. like over, over two evenings. So that was, was, it was great fun. It was such good fun. Now, the weird thing for me is. I just I ended up thinking our oh, Attack on Titan season two is probably not going to happen. I'll read on ahead. So I've read miles ahead, mm. but it's been so long since I read it, I kind of forgot everything that happened. So I'm, I was thinking, right, I kind of remember a detail about... Yeah. Not spoiling, but insert X. I remember something about <laughs> that. Oh, oh, yeah. Do you remember the thing about Thing when he did the thing with the Thing? thing. Yeah, right. The and he jumped off the... Ooh. <laughs> I took it right in the Thing. I was going right to ask you oh. where it ends in, the, in terms of like comparing to the manga where it ends, but again, that's spoiling. Um, so you'd have to just be like, oh, with the Thing... No, I'll, I'll, while I'm talking, I'll see if I can think of a way to oh, say yeah. where it ends. Because I could probably give you a code word to tell yeah, you. Yeah, because still, the manga's the still safe pretty... The safe word is swordfish. <laughs> the manga's but, um, pretty fresh, my But no, it's just, it's... I, I had high hopes for season two, and just watched... Like, I think binge-watching it, I got far more of a kick out of it than I would have done watching it week to week. Just because I just blitzed it. But it was pretty much all action. I would say about 85% of it was just all action. Mm. And really high intensity, and he had to have a little bit of lulls to kind of set up stuff. Mm. But it was just so well done. And when it got to the end of it, which is after there's been a whole heap of stuff going on, there's big battles going on, casualties abound, maybe limbs going missing in certain places. That's your hit. That's your hint, cat. Uh, <laughs> it's a whole heap of stuff that's happening. And it was just really, really action-packed. One thing that did surprise me actually, and this is kind of alluding to things I've read in the manga but haven't it's not spoilery because I'm going to be very ambiguous about it but they actually teased something at the end of season 2 that even I hadn't hadn't found out about or read up to yet so oh now you need to tell me <laughs> <laughs> you just try and do like charades alright hang on tell you what. guys there is going to be a random sound effect that's me hitting pause so I can tell Kat <laughs> bear with us beep So that's what happened, Kat. Amazing. 
And I've got no idea what the context of what I just told. Again, I don't want to spoil it, guys. Should, I think we should do that every week with Why something else entirely. Something. Yeah, just discuss something and just, just yeah, come back to the reaction going, yeah, that is amazing. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's not that is everything I want. But, but the thing is, this sounds like so stupid discussing it. You scroll over the, the, the covered up spoiler bit. But so, from your perspective, Kat, this is going to Basically, guys, it's what happens right at the end of the final episode of season two. If I just put it that way, it's just easy get to figure to that out. It, and then you know what we're yeah. talking about. So, but, <laughs> but, what, but the thing that occurs right at the end of that final episode of season two, Kat, are you surprised that they may have shown slash hinted something that early? Or is that quite far ahead in the story? Or? I, think it, I think it's in the same place in the manga, I think. It's been a while. Okay. Like, I still remember most of the... It's a really long manga. Mm. Well, not like super long, but it is a lot happens mm. in it. So I'm surprised they got to that point in this anime. Well, that's the thing. I think they did it more as just like a teaser of things yeah, to come. Yeah, I think they had to put it in there though. Like judging by yeah, what you said. Give you your hook. And, I, so, and, and yeah. the rumor going around, I say rumor because no one actually knows, but the, the scuttlebutt going around online <laughs> is that uh, the next season will be spring next year. Ooh. So if every spring it's Attack on Titan time or something, I'm game. Like, it might, it might that's even cool. be done before the manga's done. <laughs> oh, that's an idea, <laughs> that would be isn't amazing. it? Amazing, like Game of Thrones. will just go ahead. No, oh, can you imagine like... what would happen if the anime caught up to the manga to the point where it had to go on its own that's path? That's happened with like, like Full Metal Alchemist. Oh yeah, yeah, FMA in that. It probably won't happen because well, it's such a big show. Well, I'm I sure Full Metal Alchemist is the best example because they knew they were going to catch oh, up and, and, they, were go- and they, were, they always knew they were going to go their own direction. Mm. No, I don't, I don't know if they will. I don't know. Mm. It's been a while since... I, I don't know how far... I'm so far behind. I've got no yeah. idea in relation and, to Andrew's how much there is. Andrew's really good to speak to about that because he's always up to date on that. Uh, oh, he's not here. <laughs> were you going to ask him? Somewhere, yeah. in, somewhere in France, his ears are twitching there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got a shiver down his spine thinking, who's talking about me? <laughs> uh, what else have I been watching? My Hero Academia. I'm fully up to date on that and I freaking love it. Everyone's I don't care if I'm a shonen it. trash boy. It's awesome. Everyone's been losing it on tour about that. It's about so this. good. I really need to watch it. The, the yeah, thing, I should probably get around to yeah. getting that. The thing is, though, the, the parallels between that and Naruto are actually are quite scary. You want to hear me out on this? Hear me okay. out. So I assume it gets to the point quicker than Naruto does. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. So, for example, in the beginning, you get introduced to the characters. Ah, oh, they're in a school. Ah, oh, you get split into teams of people. You get split into a team of people, as it were. You're learning the ropes. And, oh, you go on a mission, in My Hero Academia's case, that so you go training somewhere. And it's like, oh really high powerful enemy shows up in Naruto which was a Zabuza if memory serves one of the the very very first arc yeah yeah Yeah. whereas in this case similar thing happens just tons more people (laughs) so it's kind of like that all out war type thing between really OP people and the young youths oh I know it's tropey as hell but But, that's why we like it and then the next arc is a tournament arc Ah. to kind of test their abilities and see how good they are it's like hmm seems a bit familiar yes and um no, t- t- uh, and now they're kind of teasing that someone's going on a bit of a different path to oh, everyone else. They turn into yeah. evil. <laughs> are, you, are you just reading off TV tropes at this point? But who knows? <laughs> but the things I'm not reading the manga because I'm loving the anime so much. And the last episode that they did, this was like after the tournament ended. It's not a massive spoiler or anything, but it was an episode focusing on when you become a hero, what would your name be? And they were t- telling oh, the fuckest uppest. <laughs> And they were telling the class members, like, just, just consider everybody, this name has, has to stick with you. That's... This is your hero name. You need a code name. Make it work. What and just the stuff they were coming up with was great. What would your one be, Jeremy? 
Sinister Science. It's all rained across the podcast. What mine be? Um, well, that's the end of the podcast. No, I'd say go with your... Uh, Big chat. No. Big chat. <laughs> well, that could mean something else. Oh, <laughs> Ladies, just... You know who to call. Ghostbusters! <laughs> no, no, go with your combat name. Heavy Metal Giant. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll just wear lots of armour. Yeah, I have like a guitar. Yeah, it was G- Gamagori style. Just go around, sort of like pfft, you've got to be larger than anyone else on the screen. Do you know what? If time. I can ever get that ripped, like body shape wise, I would so cosplay Gamagori. Oh, oh and then you need I'm a I'm just suddenly lusting after watching Kill the Kill again. I just love that <gasps> initial bit where Gamagori first appears and he's doing that. Have you seen the gif where they've made him eternally fall when he does that thing by the window? <laughs> the guy's running down the stairs and he's like, oh! I love it. Oh. I just that's, that, that's what that's what just series. hooked me in the show yeah. straight away. That I was just like, fuck yes, I want to see where this is that going. Was such good fun you watching. You a little mackle to sit on your shoulder. Yes. <laughs> for, for size comparison. I'll just cosplay the uh, picture that. Uh, no. The Koyama song. Koyama oh, made yeah. for you, where, yeah, like where, where Mako is climbing you. climbing up you because you are bigger than all of them. Yeah. <laughs> I was taller than Big Ben according to that picture. Yeah. Very much to scale. Uh, <laughs> uh, the other thing I've been watching, uh, actually, this part just sort of over the course of the week, watching a couple of episodes at a time, is the uh, is the current hang. What's the way to phrase this? The current incarnation of Berserk, because they did like the se- they did like a season of it last year. So Berserk twenty sixteen, following on from all the events of the eclipse and whatnot, and then they took a couple of seasons break, and then they were back with it, like another follow up. So Berserk twenty seventeen, as I'm affectionately calling it. I'm about four or five episodes into that. And I also decided to watch the recap episode, which, man, if you want to try and fit a 13-episode recap into 25 minutes, and it's berserk. <laughs> like, it was... I was at the end, I was like, yeah, that seems no, vaguely familiar. No, man, what, that's, that's just pish right there. If fucking Kill the Kill can cram 13 episodes of content into 30 seconds... Oh, that, is, that is one of the best recaps. That's one of the best recaps. Just when it was increasing speed and you realised what they were doing. Yeah, because I was like, oh, it's here's so the fucking mid-season obligatory... Uh, cap- you know, recap episode, and then it was just like, <laughs> I was like, I love this show. With the Yeah, but um, but yeah, so I've been watching Berserk just because I was in the mood for a bit of violence, violence I guess. But uh, but the, so a slight problem now with how I have watched Berserk is coming about in that I've never seen the original series, though I do own MVM's release. Come on to support support it and watch it at some point. Thank you, MVM. Yeah, it's so cool. Um. The three Golden Age arc movies, I've only seen the first one. So I vaguely know what happens in The Eclipse, but I don't actually know. And now they're starting to reference a lot of stuff relating to The Eclipse. It's like new big powerful dudes are coming by, people are building armies, people are really pissed off at other people because of stuff they did in The Eclipse. People don't know what happened, but have a vague idea, but then get told and they're like, no, how could you do that? It's like, I really should find out what's happened. So basically there's a lot of angry people. Yeah, and it's like a lot of stuff happened to Casca, which I pretty much figured out from the first episode of 2016. (laughs) Um, More stuff happens to Casca, which then Guts disperses relatively quickly and then seemingly gets possessed by a demon dog and almost does the same thing, but then manages to stop himself. Then they end up in like a forest and stuff. It's got to a bit of a weird place at the moment, but the main thing though is I think I've come up with a new drinking game mm. for while watching Berserk. Well, that's all that matters then. So, for context, there was a series a year or th- I think it was a couple of years ago now called Terraformers, 
That's the one about them on Mars. Freaky yeah, thing. the bugs on Mars. With, 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 with the cockroaches on Mars. Yeah. yeah, there you go. So, because when the show first aired and when it was first on Crunchyroll, there was so much censoring in it, just like black shadows everywhere. At one point, you, there's many points you can't even figure out what's going on because it's just been censored that much. They eventually released the uncensored version, but my drinking game for that was every time you see a bit of censorship, take a shot. So in, in the case of Berserk, and I came up with this while, keep in mind, while watching a scene where five people were basically decimating hundreds of people in battle, just by like swinging a giant axe and stuff, or an archer shooting an arrow, like he shoots three arrows and successfully manages to behead 12 people. It was an awesome moment. I lost my mind at 1am watching that. So, the idea for the drinking game that I had was every time someone or something gets killed, take a shot. Good wow. God, Jeremy. So then, so for example, if the archer... Are you tired of life? <laughs> so if you see an archer beheading people with an arrow and 12 people get killed, that's 12 shots. Well, that's one way to kill our audience, I suppose. Right? Yeah. God. The Berserk drinking game. I might try and do it at Kitacon or something. Who knows? See, <laughs> see what happens there. Oh, do it at the panel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, we're going to play. Yeah, I'm going to play this uh, thirty-second clip where we'll all get blasted because we'll have to down yeah. basically half a bottle of spirits. Oh, at that time. oh <laughs> so, so that's a random thing I came with, but. Overall, though, I, am, I do really enjoy watching Berserk. Just as a whole, I love the universe. I love everything about it. The CG stuff is still a bit weird at times, but there are a couple of moments where it's really full-blown CG and suddenly it goes proper anime and you're like, whoa, hang on, what? And then it cuts back to another CG and like, oh, okay. <laughs> you just sort it's of like, don't it's expect like they it. they couldn't decide what they wanted. Yeah, it, it's weird sort of how they just jump back and forth, but, but I do like how, how the story is developing. I do really want to go back and... I guess watch the Golden Age, Golden Age arc stuff, but I really just want to watch the original series now. Just at some point, just try and binge that maybe over a weekend or a couple of weeks or something, just so I actually know what the hell is going on. Mm. Well, that'll always help, won't it? Yeah. But that said, though, one of the reasons I didn't go back and watch it while I've been watching this is because I wanted to see how much could I follow while watching it, and how much did I need to know that stuff. So, like, how much can you guess or infer yeah. through the... Uh... Well, yeah, that's, if nothing else, that's a... Uh... Good. It's a good way to judge the writing of a show that if you've you know missed out on large chunks of it, but uh, in whatever episode you're watching, they give enough context or you know enough uh, cues or inferences for you to put uh, two and two together in mm. order to even if you haven't seen it, at least you know realistically guess what has probably happened. Mm. So you know you can still enjoy the episode without having had to watch that previously. Though you know if you can, be nice to mm. watch it. Kind of like a Doctor Who thing where, you know, companion changes like every year or so now. Or yeah. the Doctor changes every other year or so. Oh, and it's well, like... That's a point I'm due for another catch-up binge on that because uh, I, I basically don't watch Doctor Who for a couple of years and then I just catch up on everything in one mm. blast. Capaldi stuff's been really good. It's yeah, because yeah, when, when I last dropped off, I would, uh, got to the end of the first Capaldi season just before the Christmas special. So I need to watch everything from the first Capaldi Christmas special onwards. I'm trying to remember moment. what happened in there. Who was before Capaldi? Was it Matt Smith? Yeah. Yeah. I think I caught up to everything with Matt Smith or... No, his final season, I think I ended up skipping most of the season because for some reason I just I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll come back to this. But, oh, but I still, I really like Matt Smith as a doctor. Yeah. And then when I heard he was going, I was like, oh, well, I'm at least going to try and watch the final couple just to vaguely know 
Let's that see whole, how that it unfolds. That final season with him is it that one? I can't remember the one after. Because the, the, the season I really liked was where they had like the cracks in time in every episode. Oh, the first, that yeah. was the first one. Yeah, I yeah, loved that, that season. I, I do like an arc that's got good uh, callbacks. Mm. And, yeah. But I think the one, the most recent, one, the last one with him was the one with the spacesuit. Is that the one? But as I said, I'm, I'm, I'm... Oh, where it's like River Song and stuff and um, and they, they're they all going out to the desert and whatnot in Arizona. Yeah, oh, that starts. was so is good. That, yeah, is that no, his final I, season or is that the second last that, one? No, I think that was Smith's final season. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Yeah, no, that was really good. I no, I, I watched all of that then, but I think... That's fine. Capaldi, I started watching... Then I thought, oh, you know what, I'm, I'll catch up in a few yeah. weeks or something. And yeah. I just haven't watched any more I think since. the season finale for Capaldi's first season is incredible. Mm. I think it's that one. I'm going to double check. Or it's the second one. How many seasons has he done? I think he's on his third now. So Yeah, he? so the end of... So they're probably due for a regeneration. So. Yeah, yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, he is. Oh, is he already announced? I mean, yeah, I, th- yeah, I think, yeah, I think uh, the Christmas special this year is going to be the changeover. Have they said who it's going to be? Or are they keeping that title? I don't know. I haven't uh, been paying too close attention on mm. that one because, as I said, as I, I'm about due for my catch up. Binge, mm. Well, thanks, so. Google, for just being like, here it is. That's it. One thing I, really, <laughs> one, one thing, uh, I, I have enjoyed about New Who is. <laughs> New Who? New Who. Well, that's what, they, that's what it gets referred to as in a lot Does of it? Is how they uh, finally uh, legitimised uh, McGann's uh, Doctor Who. From mm. his TV movie, I thought that was. Um, oh, really? Uh, did they? Yeah, they did a little. That uh, was the American movie, correct? Wasn't yes. It? Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, do you remember they did that thing with the War Doctor as well? Yeah, it was so good. Oh, God, John Hurt. Mm. Mm. And the way they managed to write around the, the amount of Doctors there could be was so. But good. yeah, they. they uh, but yeah, before that, the War Doctor thing came out. There was a. They did this like five minute online thing where mm. it was. A, Basically, uh, it showed uh, McGann Doctor Who because he's the one who uh, gets changed into the John Hurt War Doctor, and it was just like it was just really nice to see. That I was really honest. well played. Yeah, I mean, I know there's been plenty of uh, McGann Doctor stuff in like uh, the audio books and the comics, mm. but it was nice to see an actual, even if it was online, an actual filmed. Uh, yeah, it kind of brought the whole continuity together. Yeah, it was. Way. It was great to see. It was great to see. Oh, it wasn't the. F- Sorry. No, 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 no. It wasn't. It was season. It was episode eleven of his. Let me double check. What's the reference to you now? Sorry, because we've gone off a few points at that oh, point. Capaldi Doctor Who. Right, right, okay. Uh, oh my god, I'm so far behind. <laughs> it's, basically, it's about the Doctor and a castle, and that's all I'm saying. And it's okay. incredible. It is like the best episode. It's like the best example of like Capelli's acting as the Doctor mm. because it's all just about him. Um, I think it's called. Oh, let me see. Sorry, you may have to. Edit no, that's this fine. Oh, cat! You're just spoiling the flow of the whole show. I know. It's just because I'm looking at it because it's amazing. Uh, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head another point. Because I don't want to spoil it because it's mm. amazing. There was like a the thing about Doctor Who. I'll deviate from it while you're looking that up. Like some of the writing has really annoyed me in Doctor Who in the past. Like I, I can't. I think there's many people who, who, who were like the big name writers. Was Russell T Davies and who was the other one? Uh, is it Moffat? Is yeah, it Moffat. Yeah. Him, Moffat. Right. So like I think it's either him or Russell T Davies. It's one of the two. I can't remember off the top of my head. It's been so long. But they're always good at writing the build up to some major shit happening, mm-hmm. and then when it comes to the payoff, it just falls flat and it just feels really limp. The prime example of that, the, the Catherine Tate season. 
when they sort of build up the whole thing around oh, her and yeah. it's getting really really big and really important and then the way they just ended up having just having to end it they just basically went that I gotta admit I got angry with the end mm-hmm. of the Tate season but right but for for different reasons I thought it was it was certainly a way to go it's just you know though unfortunate things do tend to happen to the Doctor's companions I thought it was a shame what they did with Tate's character yes because especially when she's first introduced and everybody kind of regards because I remember the sort of hate at the time it was at a time when I'm bothered phase well yeah because when she was just as this one-off character and you know the character she plays she is a Mm. bit you know chavvy let's be honest the character's a bit chavvy and that uh, rubbed a lot of people up the wrong way. But mm. the way she's, the season where she becomes the companion, the way she's developed, it's, and the way she's just grown is wonderful. And then all of that mm. is just ripped away. Yeah, it's pretty That was just tragic on so many levels. I'm not sure if it was just lazy writing or a very good way of just showing that, you know, the Doctor is also a huge monster. Mm. He it is, feels very unfair. It's, well, yeah, it's this ongoing theme that the, the Doctor, you know, you know, he comes across as this lovable guy, but at the end of the day, he's this creature who's been alive for centuries. And when you're alive that long, you are, it's, you know, as they keep coming back to in the series, that he has the companions to keep him in touch with, you know, the mayflies that is everyone else. Because mm-hmm. without that, he... Yeah, he he would become this horrible, soulless, unfeeling creature, which to some extent he still is. Mm. And this went into a strange place, this podcast. <laughs> no, well, it, it's just fun deviating. Yeah, yeah. I like it. The episode I was talking about was from episode 9, because we're in episode 10, aren't we? Apparently. Of the current season at the time of recording. Okay. Yeah, so this, was, so this was in 2015. So this was the last season. Okay. Um, it was called Heaven Sent. And I recommend, if you've not seen it, watching it. It happened, I think it's like the third last episode of that season. Mm. But it's amazing. It's honestly just really good. But yeah. <laughs> so, should we delve into the random topic generator? Oh, yeah, I, I suppose we better. Yeah. So, um, the first question is, what's your favourite Doctor Who? <laughs> so, oh, we've covered that one. Yeah. So I don't know how many of these we're going to get to today, everybody, but thank you very much for your suggestions on Facebook and Twitter. We've also thrown in a few of ours as well in there, so we will see what happens. In this box I've got. Oh. We'll probably do... Should we, should, Wait, should, how many's in there? No, fair oh amount. my goodness. So, we'll, we'll play it by you. Okay, yeah. We'll, we'll do at least a couple of rounds each. So we'll each pick at least a couple. Well, yeah, as it's C-Squad and there's only three of us. <laughs> C-Squad, oh. So, ladies first. Oh. You can reuse that noise now. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> oh, that's going to put the box down. Ooh, oh my goodness. Um, are there any convention events you'd like to be an attendee at rather than working? Submitted by Ian. Okay. <laughs> so, I know which Ian this is. Oh, is, so, it, is it Ian I know? Or? It's, it's, I'm guessing it's... Well, no, I won't say the surname, but... Mm. It's, oh, uh, it's that Ian. That Ian, yeah. oh, okay. If it is that Ian. Hi, that Ian. Hi, Ian. <laughs> That's your new, your new Twitter handle. So, <laughs> any conventions we would like to attend rather than work at? That was it, right? To be an attendee rather than work Yeah. Um... I'll tell you what I wouldn't want to be an attendee at, San Diego Comic Con. I would uh, much rather have a pass just to walk backstage away from people. Um, as weird as it sounds, I kind of wouldn't mind at some point, I would like to almost 
be an attendee at MCM London now, only because I was there from the really early days and I remember how it was. Uh -huh. And because I've been working there for so many years now, sort of in, in an anime-based capacity, if I put it that way, or as a member of the press or something, I'm kind of almost curious just to get the whole attendee experience, you know. Well, what... queuing for hours to get in. Well, yeah, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? But in some ways, I, just, I haven't got any work responsibility. Okay. I'm just, I'm just yeah. there as me. Because the last event I just went into as a punter was, in fact, it was this past weekend, Glasgow Comic Con. Hey! When we came and saw you exhibiting your stuff, Yes. Yeah. No. I'm all shy. <laughs> oh, you put my stuff. Oh, I mean, my stuff. No, no, no. Don't, no, it wasn't don't my, my crappy. My Sorry, crappy I didn't mean stuff. to put you on the spot. No, it's just, I think before that, the last one I went to as a punter was probably the London Super Comic Con about two, three years ago. I was still living in London at the time. That, oh, it rings a bell. That was the one yeah, that was like a that. month or so after MCM London, I think. Yeah. So um, that's the last one I went to, and that was you know, very much a Comic Con. And uh, I randomly bumped into Jonathan Ross, who saw my mate cosplaying as someone from Arrow, went, Oh, nice cosplay. Oh, thanks. You having fun? Yeah, we are. Cool. We'll see you later then. Okay, cheers. But for, for Jonathan Ross, it was just a Tuesday. <laughs> right, yeah. He's, he's huge into, like, comics. And yeah, he's massive into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's a, he, he is a huge turbo nerd. Yeah. He loves anime as well. He loves him some anime. Bless him. So, um... Yeah, I guess just on that, the first thing that comes to mind is just seeing what the attendee experience of an MCM London is like. Yeah. But what about you, Keith? Uh, well, as I went to the same comic convention with you just this weekend, <laughs> go, go on. And this is nothing against uh, Glasgow Comic Con, because it was great, but it's been a long time since <laughs> I've been to an event as an attendee, and to be honest... I just don't know what to do with myself anymore. Both, as, we both just felt a bit lost, really, didn't we? Yeah, as an attendee, I just do not know what to do with myself. I far prefer being actively involved yeah, these yeah, days. Definitely. If nothing else, if only for the fact that, you know, I can just walk by the queues and go over the fuck I like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... Yeah, when, when I was much younger and first getting into the scene, then uh, I, I probably could have had all sorts of answers for shows I want to go to <laughs> as an attendee. But, no, I very much far more enjoy being embedded in the scene as I am because mm. I, I honestly I think I see more and get to do more even mm. with all the work I have to do we see more despite not being able most of the time to actually see most of the floor but yeah. we do get to experience it in an entirely different way as well yeah and I, I love that to mm. be honest and so yeah I would not want to there's nothing that really no I've just said that there's one possible exception Wait, oh, okay. I don't know what your answer would be Actually, no, it's fine. I'll One look. possible exception, okay. but again, I would still prefer to be in the behind-the-scenes kind of thing. I would love to go to BlizzCon. I knew you were going to say that. I would fucking love to go to BlizzCon. That would be absolutely Would awesome. you cosplay as Tracer? No, I'd be Battle Dad. Oh, cool. Yeah, <laughs> Battle Dad. Oh, I'm not a young yeah, man anymore. Get a leather jacket. It would be amazing. Yeah, but what kind of... This, I, that's why really, I love really like really so many costumes. You'd yeah. be pretty warm. Hmm... You see, I, what, what I probably do is go as Reinhardt and make sure I build an air conditioner. I, 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 I want them to... Oh, like the Meow costume with yeah. itself. No, I, I want them to introduce, like, skimpy costumes for all the male characters. Like, <laughs> I just go as Battle Dad in a mankini or something. Just there, in the mask and visor and a mankini. So kind of like the Dead or Alive equivalent of male Overwatch characters. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Torbjorn. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. Torbjorn well, in the middle. I guess he got his wife's attention. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Kat? Um, well, I've attended, um, I went to Japan Expo a couple of times. In Paris. In Paris, mm. yeah, where Andrew and Jessica are this weekend. And that was like a hoot. 
It was pretty busy though, because that is like one of the biggest, bigger It's ones. like 130-ish thousand people. But it's insane, because it was, the last time I was there, it was so humid. My hair was just like, out to here. Because, <laughs> like, sitting on the train, it was just, oh, it was insane. Like, and it was great to go to, because they have a lot, like, I know that MCM have that more now for video games and that. Mm. But they had a lot of video game presence at Japan Expo. Like, mm. the Nintendo booth was huge, you know. They've got, like, Final Fantasy fourteen stuff going on mm. in live events. Bandai and, like, Namco, they yeah, were the giant got, Naruto and fox. Got, and because E3 had just been, they've got demos of all stuff that they had at E3 and that. For, like, I remember last time they just announced, when I was there, like, a couple of years ago, they just announced... Um, Splatoon, so they had Splatoon demos going and they had more video game pre presence at Japan Expo and it was really good, there was a lot going on, they had like, you know, demonstrations and things and it was really good and it was good to walk around but it did start to feel like I could maybe work this, like maybe not Japan Expo but mm. I do feel like you're saying I like working it because mm. there is a whole, I don't mind using my breaks up to wander around because I feel that's enough for me, mm. like yeah. I didn't get to go around the whole thing but I like, I can get it's just crowded places, you know, the usual that everyone feels, it sometimes gets a bit claustrophobic, so it's like, you know, a half an hour break or an hour break, just so you wander around, get some food, buy some stuff, go back to your booth, sit down for a bit, then go back to work, is just enough for me. Mm. Um, but if there was an event that I would attend and not work at, it'd definitely be Thought Bubble. Oh because yeah. Because that's like one of the biggest like sort of independent comics. That's in Leeds, correct? Yes. Yeah. It's Leeds. Yeah, it's Leeds. And it's unfortunately this year it's the same time as MCM Scotland. Ah. So there's been a kind of divide in the sort of community about like who is gonna go to, but obviously mm. kind of thought bubble prevails because it is such a big there's just so many like independent like comic well, that's artists. If you're, if you're looking for the independent indie element. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's such and there's like you will see pics afterwards of what everyone's bought and it's just there's just so much gorgeous stuff. Mm. And I really wanna go and just have tons of like tons of pocket money and just like <laughs> talk to lots of people and just like go to talks and buy lots of things. So I might I might try and go next year mm. as like an attendee because it's definitely been on my sort of list of things I wanna do. But it's just unfortunately this year it's clashed with MCM Scotland. Mm. Speaking of MCM Scotland, um, it, it was very amusing when Keith and I were reading the Glasgow Comic Con com book. Mm. And on the opening page, uh, when they're sort of describing the event, I think they said like it's our seventh successive year of doing Glasgow Comic Con. Brackets, take that MCM Scotland. Yeah, it, it was, Glasgow <laughs> Comic Con was around before MCM oh, yeah, Scotland. Yeah. So. It's just sort of amusing. It's yeah. like, oh, that, that was a bit, oh. that's a bit direct. Yeah. <laughs> I guess sometimes, sometimes when I mention that, they're like, wait, is that MCM? And I'm like, no, Glasgow Comic Con, not MCM. You should just, they, should, they should refer to it Scotland as... Scotland Comic Con. You know, because there's always there, like, the big Glasgow Comic Con as well that happens at the SECC. Oh, yeah. I seem to recall. At some point, they just yeah. need to try and come... Like, I don't there's know. There's been a lot of, like, Comic Cons popping up in Scotland mm. more in recent years now, so, which is always a good thing. You need, like, Glasgow Comic Con, colon... Thunderbastard or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. Colon Thunderbastard. <laughs> that should be the name of the podcast. <laughs> oh my goodness. Shout out to Progress Wrestling for that name. Oh, That's the first thing I thought. Um, so Keith, random topic. Pick oh, one. Right. Oh, 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 oh. Sorry. For anyone listening. There's a tiny explosion on the desk. <laughs> right. Let's see what we've got here. If you could put one anime, TV series, not a movie, in BBC 4's Japan season, what would it be? Submitted by John. Hmm. Thanks, John. So if we could put one TV series, not a movie, into BBC 4's... Yeah, if you could anime put one anime TV series. Hmm. 
Well, like I anything, th- just like or something that hasn't been. Well, just uh, you know, do a call back to earlier in the podcast, uh, mm. FLCL. Hmm. I would say um, the original Evangelion. <laughs> Go hard and heavy. Yeah. Crazy crowd. It'd be amazing. Well, it's like you know, it's, it's I guess maybe iconic. It is iconic. Mm. Oh, yeah, totally. You know, it's, well, yeah, but uh, I think it, we might have mentioned this before. If you if you try to form your impressions on Evangelion based around the merchandise, you'd think it was a show about uh, two young girls who like dressing up in different <laughs> costumes, <laughs> as lie. opposed to one whiny shit who won't get in a fucking robot. <laughs> My favourite's when they've drawn them in super casual clothing. You know, have you seen them when they're all just wearing like trainers and jeans? Oh yeah, and, and, they're, and, they're, and they always do different jackets, ones of them. Yeah, yeah it's super cool. Just trying to think, like, I'm trying to think of a more left field pick, but something that sort of shows off sort of maybe fantasy elements of anime, mm. but is good at the same time, but also would. Be, there you go. <laughs> but would also be something, though, that if you showed it to sort of a potential first time viewer on a BBC channel. Maybe not even. Uh, yeah, that's a good point, actually. <laughs> yeah. What, oh is a good, what is a good lead in anime? Do you know what? I guess it's about to be on Viceland, but I guess Cowboy Bebop would be the best example, really. Something yeah, that is so yeah. in a way it's so episodic that you can dive in at any point. It is, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, still not sort of detriment, it's a good thing, because there's little things that run underneath it all the time. But just but that it, is But it is one you can just dip in and out of at any mm. point and not have to rely too much on anything that's come from. Mm. I'm trying to think. I think something like a cowboy bebop would work. Yeah, Cowboy Bebop is just, apart from being a fantastic series, is also a great way to get people into uh, into the genre as mm. a whole. Just trying to think, what else of like, <laughs> manga and MVM release that might work? Actually, you know what? The original, what, no, original or Brotherhood, but Full Metal Alchemist. Oh yeah, I was thinking that as well. Because mm. while very story-driven... That's a great example of bits of everything. Oh, God. Plus, yeah, that original series, I've never had a show wrong-foot me so many times on where <laughs> I thought it was going. Mm. I need to just do a binge watch of that at some point. I've not watched it in so long. I watched God, it all when I was so supposed much. to be writing my dissertation in high school. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd write like 10 what? words and be like, right, I'll watch it. What, what, what did you get in the end? I don't remember. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, well, was well, it good or, uh, well, or did uh, Full Metal Alchemist impact your grade? I'd say it made it worse. <laughs> but my life is more enriched Actually, because I, I, of it. Another so. one I would suggest per- personally, though the animation is very, very dated because unfortunately their production budget obviously wasn't too high. Trigun. Because, mm. yeah, though, you know, again, what I recommend highly, the anim- yeah, the animation does look horribly dated, but the story and the characters are rock solid. Mm-hmm. It's just great how it just eases you in on this, like, seemingly gentle tale, and it's fun, it's entertaining, you know, cause especially because we had that kind of, you know, a few years ago things like Firefly and the like, you know, it's basically sci-fi western, which is what it is. It's kind of got a Mad Max edge to it as well. Just eases you in and then it just suddenly hits you with the darkness halfway through. Still maintains that comedy edge, but it suddenly has this whole new layer of depth and you're just like, oh. Do you even maybe, just sort of thinking, again, trying to be a bit left field, but maybe something like a loop in the third? Hmm. Something that's got a little bit of a bombastic edge to it, mm. but it's still something you can just dive in. And with the new series as well, which is going to have a dub anyway, like that would probably work fairly well on the BBC channel. Yeah, I think it would. And I'm just thinking like on a baseline level. No, good, good question though. Uh, was it yeah. John? Yeah, John. Yeah, John. So, good, thanks, good question. John. So, delve deep into the box, Jeremy. <laughs> 
He delved. He delved too deep. Oh wow! Too far. Oh god! Oh blimey! This is a long one. Yeah, that's what happens when you delve too deep. You want to be something from the shadow. You shall not pass. So from Simon. With the assumption that Jonathan Clements has some dark sway over Andrew Partridge, which led, <laughs> which led to Anime Limited acquiring Momotaro, what, uh, what do you think is the most effective strategy to coerce him into picking up your favourite shows? Blackmail? Bribes? Intimidation? Come on, guys, I need a battle... I need to battle... <laughs> I need battle strategies and pointers. Angel's Egg won't license itself. <laughs> well, the, Wait, most, uh, the most effective way to get Andrew to license yeah. anything is if he... No, we can't reveal no, no, everybody, everybody knows should know this anyway. It's basically <laughs> if Andrew likes it. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not that Jonathan Clements has a dark hold over Andrew, though he probably has some kind of evidence of their earlier dealings knocking around. It's, it's more the fact that both of them really love love Momotaro, especially for its yeah. cultural significance. They've been talking about it for years. Yeah, they've been talking about it together for years, and then when Andrew. Uh, as part of the mad development of his life, suddenly ended up running his own distribution company. He was suddenly in a position to make it a reality, where he could make it a reality. He did. So basically, uh, if Andrew likes it, if it's anywhere, in any way physically possible to have it out there, then at some point it will appear. Yeah. The key thing that, uh, above all else, and this, this sounds very harsh to worry about to phrase it, but it does come down to money. Regardless whether you like something or not, ultimately there is the cost of, yeah, of being able to produce that. it. And how easy there's, it is to get the license. Yeah, there's actually well. getting the license. There's BBFC costing, which of, over here is another yeah, massive hurdle. Yeah, because so. yeah, you're right. Because yeah, there's plenty of stuff Andrew likes that uh, will <laughs> never see the light of day purely because there's of stuff the that we like that will probably never see the light of day because of the reasons listed. Just to do either because the rights are tied up in some yeah. kind mm. of like rights holder hell, or it's just mm. too expensive and it's just not viable. Or just for whatever reason, it just it can't get licensed. Like, I remember, actually it still happens nowadays, like the amount of people that come up and just quote like proper old school Manga UK VHS titles, like, oh, mm. any chance of like AD Police? Oh. Um, what another ones that you mentioned? Like uh, Devil Man is one that always gets brought up. Oh, like kind of those shows. Like Channel 4. Right, yeah, but <laughs> there are sort of loads of shows that will probably just never come out here again unless, you know, the stars align or the moon shines or, at the right angle. Or somebody gets a lottery win and chunks us a bit of cash to do that for them. Yeah, exactly. But do you know what? Just saying, if you do win the lottery and there's a show you'd like to see uh, put out there, just, you know, drop us a line. We'll tell you how much we need and we can sort something out. We'll at least give you a credit on the DVD to say thanks. Yeah. Um, in terms of battle strategy and pointers, though, I would say if you literally come to Andrew with a check that's legit. A <laughs> legit or, check. <laughs> Or and a briefcase full of cash. Yeah. <laughs> that might Let's be one way to do it. Straight to the cash. Yeah, briefcase full of cash. Mm. Um, yeah, so basically, just come up to Andrew Partridge with a briefcase, briefcase full of cash, and depending on the exchange rate, the strongest currency. So anything except GBP. Of yeah, right there you go. That's Brexit. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, all right, let's do one more each thing. So we've we've actually gone far longer than I thought we would. So, cat. Uh, yeah. Oh. Because you were first. Oh, it's a thin one. <laughs> Whoa there. Oh, wow, okay, go on. Um, how to grow a good beard, submitted by Jerome of Manga UK brackets. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jerome. <laughs> First of all, hey Jerome, how's it going? Hi Jerome. Um, 
Well, the first thing I would say, Jerome, oh, is you you probably picked the worst podcast to ask that on. Yeah. Because while Keith has a really good beard, <laughs> I really don't. I, I could what I have. Well, no, I have I have a really good goatee anywhere out everywhere else on my face. <laughs> it's, it's just it just looks, <laughs> it looks like shit. But I have I have got a powerful goatee game going on. You see, the only reason I have facial hair is to hide the fact I've got a tremendous baby face. <laughs> Oh, it's true. It's so, true. I'll, I'll yeah. try and prove this. Hang on, wait, close your eyes. No, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the highest. <laughs> I just looked down, look up, wonder what the hell's going on. You, um, you, you've got to play. You've got to play to your strengths. You, you've either got it or you don't. Basically. Exactly. It's like I know my limits when it comes to facial hair, so I maintain that limit. But if you're someone who can grow a beard like Kerry King from Slayer, where he can freaking braid it then it's like more power to you, mate. Or the sort of person who uh, shaves in the morning and then by the evening they've got like a foot of growth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not like a five o'clock shadow, like a five o'clock forest. Tree. There you yeah, go, yeah. Forest, yeah. I'm glad we're on the same wavelength then, tree forest. Uh, so yeah, cheers Jerome for that. <laughs> Keith, you're up next. Oh, what joys will be vomited forth by the box? Okay. Okay, good, bad, unique, interesting, random, that time you met, insert celebrity name, stories. Suggested by Jeremy. Oh, was it? Flip right. Yeah. I lost one from last week. Basically, do you have any good, bad, unique, interesting, or random, that time you met, insert random celebrity name, stories? Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, God, it's, it's just looking back over my uh, misspent years and thinking what, what would be appropriate to reveal... You don't have to say the actual celebrity name, I guess. You could just, just sort of tell the story. Oh, uh, well, it's... Oh, yeah, no, I know, I know what I'm like, because I'm a, I'm a massive, massive fanboy for Matthew Mercer. Oh, oh tremendous bloke. Oh, tremendous. Yeah, uh, yeah. A voice actor, for those of you who don't know. Yeah, yeah. he's a tremendous bloke. He is also hella attractive, not going <laughs> to lie. I'm like... <laughs> I am. I am very. I am very much uh, towards the uh, straight end of the uh, sliding scale of sexuality. But uh, he turns my head. That man. He turns my head. And my favourite Matt Mercer-related moment was a few years ago at a convention, uh, Iacon. I'd done a comedy skit for the uh, big stage event at the end of the weekend, where it's just like people putting on shows and stuff. I'd done this. Uh, sort of like mashup video based around a mashup of final a present presenting a game and like a mashup of Final Fantasy 7 and Resident Evil and it went down really well crowd loved it got a fucking standing ovation for it Mercer had been had been our like the presenter for the whole event and because it had gone down so well I came out because being a ham came came back out to do another bow and uh because he'd quite enjoyed it as well. He just sort of like grabbed me on stage mm. and just took me into his arms. Oh. And, me. and I've got a picture of that moment that somebody took up on my wall at home that we both signed. And yeah, that is my favourite, favourite moment. <laughs> With like fairy lights around the tomb. <laughs> like love heart ones. <laughs> no, he, he's an awesome guy. Uh, I won't name drop who the wrestler was, but sort of in my uh, in my. Did he body, in case did he, listening. Did he, did he body slam you, Jeremy? Because that'd be impressive. Through a table. Yeah. Well. <laughs> no, there was um there was a time where because in all the sort of wrestling circles I've hung out with over the years and sort of been to so many shows and I do commentary for a promotion in Germany now in English, but sometimes you sort of meet people you just don't expect. Yeah. And then you maybe like see them again like a year later or so, like at a random event, and you think ah I'm just gonna let them get on and do their thing. 
I remember one time that happened and person in question actually called me by name and went, hey, Jeremy, where are you going? And it's oh, like, hang on, awesome. what? And he called me and said, yeah, come here. You know, good to see you. And we just like, had a catch up. I met him once and spoken to him for maybe half an hour oh, at a random wrestling show. And he was like, asking how it had been going on. And it's like, damn, man, how do you remember all this? Oh, you're a very personable chap, Jeremy. So, no, I know, uh, but it's one of those people things. People like you. But with the amount of, the, the way I look at it is it's really cool and really, really awesome. But sometimes you just think, I talked to him for half an hour, like maybe randomly at an event. I can't remember if it was in a bar or something. And I didn't see him again, probably didn't like speak to them at all, like online or anything, for like a year, and just happened to see each other at the same event again, and you just pick up like where you left off. Mm. That's really cool, because, it, I mean, we can probably relate in some ways, with the amount of people we meet doing this job, like at conventions and stuff, mm. we recognise a lot of faces, and maybe, you know, you have like a quick, oh, you know, how are you doing? Because you remember each other, yeah, and you yeah, have like yeah. a quick connection. But nothing sort of to that level. So that was really flipping cool. That was really cool when that happened. How about you, Kat? I'm trying to think. Um, Easy now. Mmm, oh, <laughs> <laughs> long repertoire. Of, <laughs> um, well, back in my day. <laughs> Another cool uh, celebrity moment while you're thinking mm. was um, back in the old days, as it were, <laughs> for me. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm a massive fan of the band In Me, which I'm I, I'm very I don't I'm I'm not ashamed sorry, to say it. Sorry. I've seen them live 19 times. That nice. they're one of my favourite bands ever, and I remember they were doing a gig at the Portsmouth Wedgwood Rooms. Oh God, I've been to gigs at the Wedgwood. Jesus, it's, it's such a cool little venue. That is a tiny little venue. Yeah, I saw Trivium perform them once, which is oh, mental in I itself. Forget, actually, I forget who I saw. Uh, I think it might have been a local act. I was. It was during my student days. I was very, very drunk. Like, That's what's called during the blurry years. Yeah. Well, anytime I ended up in the Wedgwood, I was usually blitzed out of my tiny mm. skull. Shout out to the Wedgwood rooms, by the way. It's a yeah, great it, little venue. No, it's a really nice, intimate little venue. Mm. And yeah, it's great for live music. Mm. I assume it's still there. I assume so as well. I've not yeah. been there in a good few years. Albert Road. Road. There you go. <laughs> Shout out to the Albert Road master. <laughs> But um, but yeah, so they were performing at the Wedgwood Rooms, and I got there stupidly early because they were doing, I think they were doing like an acoustic gig at like a record store down the road, mm. and they were going to play in the Wedgwood Rooms that night. And I just happened to get there really early with a mate, and they saw us waiting outside the Wedgwood, figured out we were going to watch them that night, and said, "Hey guys, you doing much? No, wait and see you guys perform." I went, okay, do you want to help us load in and come in for sound check? And just invited us in to help load their gear on stage. And they started doing sound check while we were putting the gear on. It was really fucking loud, I'll tell you that. But, and then, you know, went to the pub with them after. Just really cool. And then that is actually pretty cool. Because <laughs> initially I was thinking, oh, it's like, oh, 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 free labour. But no, yeah, no, that's, uh, no, that's, that's, yeah. that's cool. And they're all top blokes there as well. I love them so much. And there was also a time at an in-me gig where um, Dave, on, the main guy, said to the audience, hey, come on, let me see a bit of action out there, like a mosh pit. Do something like, I don't know, a figure of eight circle pit. <laughs> Which in itself sounds stupid, but I started directing traffic and we made it freaking work. It was carnage trying to do a figure of eight in a circle pit, trying to imagine it, people. Oh, God. And then, then after, it's like, Dave! He's like, what? He's just like, where the hell did that voice come from? It's like, what? Because he's in his glasses, he's pretty much blind yeah. in his eyes. He's like, just started shouting, we did a circle pit in a figure of eight! <laughs> he's like, what? <laughs> this is in Bournemouth, I think this happened. This gig's like, yeah, we did it. He's like, Fucking A, good one. Nice. Next song. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's been some cool stuff. I've got a lot of great gig and wrestling memories like that. 
Sad cat, do you have a story? <laughs> well, I remember my first expo that I ever worked at and it was the end of the event and we were working, uh, not working, we were at the bar and um, the voice actor for Commander Shepard was there, Mark, Mark Muir, I think that's his name. Mm. Yeah, he was So, so it was a male Shep. Yeah, male Shep. <laughs> um, not fair um, I think I think it was Andrew and I just got talking to him and then I just managed to get my picture of him, which was pretty oh, nice. cool. But I'd like, had a few jokes at points, so I was just mm. like, <laughs> but not like proper embarrassing. I was just like, oh, okay, mm. let's get a picture of you. So I guess that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I can't think of any others. Maybe mm. like minus Japanese guests, I guess, because mm. you know, from like guest management and stuff. I've actually just literally thought of another one because it's a story from like two weeks ago at MC <laughs> in Belfast when I was over there. But I ended up. Oh yes, yes your unexpected adventures. Yeah, that. right. So, uh, so I got to MCM Belfast and stars align in weird ways, and I ended up hosting the panel for the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which included Austin St. John, who was the who was the guy that played Jason. How I think it's Karen Haywood who played Aisha, like the second Yellow Ranger, mm. and then David Fielding, who is Zordon. And I hosted a panel with those three, and it was one of those things where you know. I sort of won't go into too much of the, the backstage stuff, but when it came to planning it, there people were like, oh, yeah, do, 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 do we need to like plan anything? It's like, no, got this covered. I literally did this thing as Jeremy way as I could. And my proudest moment in doing panels is when I told them three about who Mr. Motivator was. <laughs> I, told them about, I told them about how we would watch it here in the UK and Mr. Motivator would pump us up. <laughs> and I'm like just going you've got to get ready for this don't try this at home Power Rangers is coming up now and I just see people in the audience going oh my god I remember this and they're bursting out laughing the three of them on stage are cracking up at this and I tell them so we have this guy hyping us up and then suddenly we then have this amazing intro sequence which hypes us up even more so then in the UK we are the most hyped kids watching Power Rangers <laughs> oh my god Power Rangers yeah literally and like they hadn't heard about this and it was just a fantastic moment but uh, that was really cool actually and they all really enjoyed doing the panel as well so that, that was a pretty cool like random celebrity thing for me but uh, probably not maybe in the vein of the question but just in con sort of in context it works Cool, well, I suppose you should better move on to... Uh, final topic. Final topic, which you will pick out. Indeed, indeed. Delve <laughs> deep, Jeremy. Delve deep. Oh, my goodness. What have you summoned from the depths of the tin of random suggestions? Well, it's a question which um, I can 100% tell you I'm not qualified to answer. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, submitted by Danielle. Best tea bag brand. Well, this is going to be awkward because I don't drink tea. Neither what? do I. Oh my goodness. Do you, Kat? I do. Of course, I drink tea. What? <laughs> no, don't mean like that. <laughs> um, best tea. We bag might have to draw another one after Kat's answer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I've got a good question, but one that, that two thirds uh, of the panel can't answer. Twinings. Any particular reason? I just really like that one. They do a really good Earl Grey. Well, now we know. Pick out another topic because we can't end the cast. On that. <laughs> it's a good question, though, for me. But <laughs> the look on your face speaks volumes, can, yeah, So, from it. Jason, you could talk about the UK's current guilty pleasure, Love Island. Only kidding. Or perhaps the worst anime you have watched. 
The worst ending. Oh, I can answer that one. Oh, easily. okay. I'm. I don't know what the Japanese name is, but the English title is Rumbling Hearts. <laughs> I've. I mean, I've I've watched some terrible, terrible shows, but. Rumbling Hearts is it's standard anime episode length, 25 minutes, but it felt twice as long. I shit you not. When I watch, because I watched it at, at the anime sock I used to go to. Um, at the what, sorry? Anime Society. Sorry, okay. I said anime sock and I thought, hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Back when I was at uni uh, at the uh, University of Portsmouth Anime Society, shout out to you, Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, well, all my other shouts have been bad, whereas this shout is... Well, no, the Wedgwood Rooms one was good. But, yeah, no, yeah. Not, no, not, not the Albert Road Massive. <laughs> the, the Albert Road Massive, fine, fine. But, yeah, no, uh, yeah, we were... We, we put on the first couple of episodes of Rumbling Hearts, and each episode genuinely, to me, felt twice as long. I got to the end, I was like, God, is, are these, like, 45-minute, 50-minute episodes? And I just looked at the timer, and it was just, like, 25 minutes. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> it oh I just I it was painful to watch because I'm gonna give away the basic plot mm-hmm. line so if you don't spoilers if you don't want to know what happens in Rumbling Hearts uh, I, I think so. I think it's on the line basically the the main male character gets together with this female character and it's this leading to the most painfully awkward uh, sex scene I've ever seen it's not it's not it's not a uh, adult anime it's just it's all very tastefully cut, but it's just the most cringeworthy, painful thing to watch. Were you watching this double sub? Uh, it would have been... Because this was a good few years ago. French <laughs> sub! Uh, Sorry, well, uh, you got a nasty cough there, kid. <laughs> it was subtitled, and... Uh, yeah, basically, a uh, male character hooks up with this female character who then gets involved in a car accident. Uh, she's in a coma, <laughs> and while she's in the coma... He hooks up with someone else who fancied him, but then the uh, girl in the coma wakes up, and because she's so fragile, they have to. He has to pretend that he's still been there waiting all this time for her, even though he's been having this relationship for years with this other female character, and it's just. Hence the reason their hearts are rumbling. Oh, it was just painful, and I hated every single. Police I, are coming to get you. Yeah, I know. Half- <laughs> I think I remember halfway through the second episode, me and, me and a few other people who were watching it were just like, sod this for a game of soldiers, and we quietly exited out of the room to go down to the student union bar, get a few drinks, <laughs> and then come back up. It was just like, yeah, no, I just, I cannot stand that show. I've said it before at panels and stuff, but it's Gyo Tokyo Fish Attack. Oh. It, it's, it's so bad. I heard about this. It, didn't screen it. I had to watch it without alcohol. Oh my god. Oh. After I had been travelling for about five, six hours, I think it was. Jesus Christ. So uh Yeah, don't watch <laughs> that. It's it's pretty bad. Not helped by the fact that apparently at MC in London they were giving them away as free presents, and I said that during my panel. That's how good the show is. But I, I, I didn't know, so suddenly everyone bursts out laughing and poor Stuart Claw has to suddenly go. Cheers, Jeremy. We're giving those away. It's like, oh, sorry, I didn't know. And it's like, and I said, well, look at the very least, guys, watch it with alcohol because it might help it. It might make it the best. That, that did screen at SLA one year, didn't it? That's probably when I saw it. Okay, yeah. And might be why I've never forgiven like, Andrew for showing it. Yes. Yeah. The reason <laughs> Andrew has shown us The reason you saw me chuckling well on my phone there is because okay. I was double checking the anime that I was 
I'd watched and didn't remember what the title was, but I had to like Google it. So no, I'm curious, what, what did you Google <laughs> was, to find out what the um, name was? Okay, this is like, I wouldn't say it's like worst anime, I'd say it's more just like, what the heck kind of anime. <laughs> like, and basically I had to Google anime about Nintendo characters, because there's an anime that I think one of my friends showed or put on one time, and it's basically, it's apparently based on a manga called World War Blue or something. But the Japanese for it is like, I can't even read that. I, I'm not even going to try. Is that? Uh, Oi Sekai no Chushin D. Yeah. Oh, sorry, the D's part of wiki. Ignore that. So, <laughs> to read, to read the, the plot, um, basically. Okay. Sell it to us, cat. Sell it. A reimagining of the console wars, the series tells the story of. This is um, me reading what the, the manga plot is, but, you know, obviously the anime is based off the same. Thing, but a reimagining of the console wars, the series tells the stories of two kingdoms, the Segua Kingdom and an Inteldo Empire, locked in a struggle for dominance over the land of cons consume. After years of war, the Segua Kingdom is on their defensive until a kid named Gear, who's actually the character's based off Sonic, I think that was. I was going to say, is this like based Gear on Game Gear? Appears boasting of his incredible speed and powers, and what he does not know that is another person out there that is more powerful than him. But the characters. There's one like. Um, does, the show, Sonic. does the show end when P Station comes along <laughs> and just ruins everybody's day? There's one that's just based off. There's a character just based off Tetris for some reason. <laughs> but we started watching it and it's just like, what the heck is going on? Like, it's just so random and it's just like. <laughs> can't believe this is like a thing that actually exists, but of course, you know, Japan, so of course it does, exists. Does the Game Boy Color make an appearance? But I'm going to look up some of the characters because there is... Like the Atari Lynx, that was a, that was a handheld. Gear is the main protagonist series based on Sonic. Was um, Lynx on Jaguar? Yeah. Nell is one of the protagonists based on Nae from Fantasy Star, Fantasy Star 2. <laughs> Till is a sporting character based on Tails. Um, oh, where's the other one? Oh yeah, um, Ted, Ted Giroff? Um, is based on Tetris. <laughs> um, <laughs> it almost like he's called Ted, you're off. Oh yeah, Marcus. He can't lie down or who do you he think, disappears. Who do you think Marcus is based on? Marcus? In the context of video game? <laughs> From the Inteldo Empire. Oh. Is that meant to be Mario? Oh my god. <laughs> um, the Inteldo Empire. I'm, I'm probably not pronouncing like, no, it. No, awesome. is based on Link from Zelda. Zelig? Zelig. <laughs> There's like a whole bunch. And, like, it's like we, it's we, we could so try weird. or we could just. Well, we'll, we'll just Foster is a supporting character in the series based off um, based on Fox McCloud from the Star Fox. <laughs> Oh, do you know what you just mentioned? Now we never we never mentioned the SNES Mini this week, did we? Oh, uh, we, we, can, we, we want to do that next week. Well, we can make come lots back of people that. angry. Yeah. Like hopefully everyone who wanted to get one got their pre-order and that's all. Oh no, blatantly not. I know it's like I missed out on the NES last time and I was really upset. But so I was pretty much full like watching searches on Twitter mm. for when they put up the pre-orders because I remember when we were in Edinburgh and yeah, it was just like that, Jeremy thanks Nintendo pre-orders are th thanks to Kat I got a SNES pre-order in oh um, the, the relief is via the Nintendo there. website for anybody wondering I didn't get it in the first round on Amazon but but uh, but cool I think we're going to wrap it up there guys it has been yeah, a fun show be better, yeah. and uh, thank you all for your topic suggestions they will remain in the random topic box there's quite a lot until, left <laughs> yeah there's loads in there until the next podcast when we'll have Andrew and Jessica back so it'll be interesting to see how that plays into things. Maybe they'll add their own topics. Who knows? Dun, 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 dun. But, uh, but once again, everybody, make sure you check out alltheanime.com. If you're going to see Genocidal Organ in cinemas on Which the 12th of July, should, on the 12th of July next great. week, it's really good fun. I'll stop talking over you. 
No, well, <laughs> you can say that if you want. You probably won't. Or are you, going, oh, you are actually going to. I thought you were going to interrupt me again, but you didn't. Very well, I'll carry on. So, if you carry going, on. <laughs> you're <laughs> dead. <laughs> uh, genocide you Morgan. I'm really you. sorry. <laughs> really sorry. I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> you're so not. <laughs> if you're going to see Genocide Morgan. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Stop talking over Jeremy. <laughs> you're right, Pat. I'm sorry. I'll stop talking over Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we better wrap this up. It's just gone off the rails. It's so warm in this room. Um, Why didn't we open the window? I don't know. We forget every time. Yeah. But thank you for tuning in, everybody. If you're going to see Genocidal Organ next week, have a great time. Make sure you spread the word about it. Genocidalorganmovie.co.uk Hit us up on alltheanime.com and see us on Facebook and Twitter at AllTheAnime. Until next week, we've been Team Anime Limited, signing off. Bye. Bye.